Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome and thanks for joining us. You've tuned into another episode of Old Terps Podcast brought to you by the good folks at New Amendment. Uh, hell of a weekend for me. I'll just say that right there. I did, uh, I did a hell of a lot. Uh, my body is, is feeling it right now. Um, shout out Matt Many. He's like, Jersey's looking slim. <laughs> yeah. Jersey's a little tight. Uh, Matt Many, though, shout out that guy. He's a huge podcast listener. Uh, one of my best friends from Indy. When he comes into town, things just get ridiculous. So uh, that's where I'm at. I'm not feeling good. You can probably hear it in my voice. My Wi-Fi is lacking a little bit. Uh, everything's just a little slow on my end. So uh, fired up. Anyway, my voice, Andrew Terrell. Uh, everybody else can get their voice in there so that you, you know who's who. We're just giving shout-outs now. Is that what we're doing? Shout-outs to start the show. Shout-out to the Terps. Big ones. Two wins this week. Unbelievable. Big wins. Big home win. And we uh, <laughs> we had a little red bottom again here that in Minnesota. Purple. That was, was a, that was a red. Spectrum. Yeah, that's, that's one of those where it's just a spank, dude. Send them on their freaking way. But yeah, <laughs> we've had a lot of success. I mean, Minnesota. By the way, that's one of my favorite gyms in the Big Ten. The barn. That place. It's like it vibrates. the The locker room is like in the dungeon. You you run up the stairs to get to the court. The court is raised. It's just it's a different experience than all the other gyms. So I appreciate it. But man, we we've won a lot of games well, in that building, especially as of it's, late. It's funny you say that because for the guys on the bench, it's the worst. worst. It's the worst court be worse. in arena because you're By you got to climb up that fuck. I mean, <laughs> I'm I'm doing fifteen to twenty squats to get up and down the race court i can't stand that place and it's cold it's but it is nice like it's the barn it is exactly what you would picture it's kind of older more historic you come out of the tunnel through the stairs but you know from a from a bench guy's perspective it's cool it's unique I mean, it's horrible i i was gonna bring well, out it's a almost stool. like the final four it's almost like the final four preview though like you're sitting below the floor the coach gets a stool on the court you kind of think you're, you're doing something except you're like oh i'm in I mean, you're whooping by Minnesota, 30 week in, week out. Yeah. And you leave, you leave, whatever it's called, Williams Arena, and as a bench guy, you feel like you just played a football game. But the gym's so old. They have banners from like 1930s in there. I mean, you're looking up there. It's, you got World War you got World War II going on. These guys were winning Big Ten championships. <laughs> I don't know if they won one since, but they won it back then. Bro, they, they have had some pretty unlucky uh, teams, I guess I'll put it, for lack of better terms, but they have not been very good for the past couple of years, and we kind of showed, hey, you know, you guys still suck. You know, any light that you thought you had maybe at the end of the tunnel, we're just going to, you know, it's going to be a red light because we're going to spank you until you can't see. Not to, like, beat a dead horse, you got to think, like, what type, where are they recruiting? You know, like, how many guys are really coming out of the state of Minnesota you know, I, I guess it's just like any other place. You got to win in order to become popular to get recruits. But it's like in a situation like right now, what's like the sales pitch if you're if you're Minnesota and you're trying to go get a guy? It's that you're in the Big Ten. That's yeah. it. Um, and it's really you'll, you. You got to pitch to a guy who's pretty decent. Maybe he's just not the level of Maryland. That hey, you'll start on this team, and you'll get a shot at Maryland. You'll get a shot at Ohio State. You'll get a shot at Michigan State. And just being able to start, and but I think from there you just gotta produce guys that maybe you, you start getting guys that somehow make. You literally it to the have league. to be lucky, and um, just you get start like pitching the Minnesota that. guys that aren't quite good enough to go to Duke, like like Tyus, Tyus and Trey Jones yep. were Minnesota guys. They went to Duke. 
but like who are the best guys we played against is probably like Amir Coffey. He's he's Minnesota, I think. Amir um, Coffey, like they got Aduru, a, yeah. that was his name, right? Yep. Aturu, Aduru, yeah, Aturu. Yeah. He was a Minnesota guy, I think. Yeah. So like they weren't quite Aturu. good enough to go Aturu bigger, but Nate Mason, Nate Mason yeah. was great too. I mean, they've had like so they've gotten guys. They definitely have. They've had good, they've had good teams. Like yeah, early yeah. Patino, like early Patino, late Tubby, mm-hmm. like they had they had a good like five year run, and then they got a couple wow, transfers. Though. But since then, it's been it's been tough. Well, I'll, it's been tough. I'll say I'll tell you what. Before we, uh, I, I just got to say this because I'm looking at myself in the camera right now. Uh, this jersey's tight. You it, like you can't breathe on me a little bit more than than I wanted it to. It's, no, I'm I'm in a little trouble right here. Uh, I wish I had a glass of water. I'm sweating. <laughs> Uh, I feel absolutely horrible right now, so I just want to make sure I get. Whose jersey is it? Is that yours? Oh no, that's yeah, that's me all day. A little too. All right, all right, man, keep that camera up, man. I, I feel early. bad for that's, the people. That's, that's, uh, I feel bad for the people at home that just had to see that. That it was uncomfortable. That scan down. It was uncomfortable. Yeah. I got a little bit of everybody. <laughs> hey, yeah, you did. All right, since so Drew got his jersey on though. Uh, hey, there was a story. <laughs> me and Drew got checked in and Trav into one game because um, Drew's wearing his jersey's tight. I mean, tight. And Drew could lift. I mean, what'd you bench? He benched 300, over 300. Yeah, 350. And then there, he subs in. The guy next to me goes, why are they letting the fullback into the game? I remember that. <laughs> Bro. Oh, I should have knocked his ass out. You should have told me. A real friend would have stuck up for me. Reese right was laughing moment. with him. Reese was <laughs> laughing with him. No, I stuck this up for you. Telling, me, you. telling me five years later in a different state. He's scared. He's scared of the. No, I just. No, no. I, I told the guy, I said, just don't let him shoot. Yeah, no. You can say what you want. Just don't yeah, let him shoot. He's got a little bit of a clip. Well, I'll tell you what. It's uh, I, I'm man enough to admit this, and I'm also humble enough to admit this. Uh, <laughs> I did not have this gray long sleeve shirt under it when I like was in the lobby to check into this podcast space and I, I turned my camera off and I said, okay, we got to do something about that. This is getting ridiculous. People at home, I'm not even sure they'd finish the YouTube video. If, if we're sitting there and they're looking at, not only am I a little pale, I mean, it's winter, but you know, a little, if we're going to dive in, can we dive into that nickname, please? (laughs) If, If we're talking nicknames here, we're on the topic of Mr. Andrew Terrell. His college nickname given oh, yeah. by yeah, it was, was it given by it was Bino? Bino? No, was it that? was given by Warren. Bino's it not was. smart enough to give a nickname. <laughs> it was given by Warren. Uh, Andrew's college nickname was Chalky. It's chalky because he was, he was no, so no, that's uh, not true. true. <laughs> it's because I would. Why? It was because I would screw around in the in the weight room with the chalk. I'd be putting handprints. No, uh, there was a. I've, it was a duel. It was a duel. Never meeting. seen anybody the weight room chalk in the weight room. room. Here's my everybody in the world with the chalk, including, unfortunately, <laughs> myself, while I was benching. <laughs> our whole team, our whole team would be walking around the weight room with handprints on their asses, just from the chalk that Andrew was touching. And it, I mean, it was obviously all on purpose. He would go over to the little chalk, you know, stand in the corner. He would just lather up his hands and just walk around the weight room and. And just it wasn't funny. smack everybody in the ass. It wasn't ass, funny at all. Bro, it was so, so it was funny. Like, if you were somebody like coming mid lift and you just <laughs> walked down and saw and this, is like, like while like, you're trying to squat, like, like you have 325 on a bar and you're like serious, you're kind of locked in, like mentally, you grab, you grab, you, you know, you're on a rack, whatever, you put the bar down, you just get absolutely, you get, you get spanked with with chalk, and it, and it, and it. No, see, I wouldn't, I wouldn't, I wouldn't a spanker. 
I was the guy that was that was putting the the prints on there perfectly for us so that you could see it, you know, further down the road. I wanted people coming in the locker room saying, why is that guy got a left and right hand on his left and right cheek? You know, it's ridiculous. <laughs> it, that's that's where I'm strictly at. for vibes. You, you provided the vibes. OK, uh, glad that we just snuck into that. But let's let's go ahead and hit the X's and O's. Maryland at home versus IU. Um Beat the shit out of them. I mean, it was a close game into the half, and then we just kind of took it and we put it to that distance where it's, you know, anywhere from 7 to 14 pretty much the entire second half. And as an away team, I've always found really, really tough to uh, to put together some type of run on the road, you know, especially 7 to 14. So, you know, we did our job. We did what we needed to do. Hey, what you guys think of uh, Willard's comments about uh, Trace? That was, I mean... I'm all about, you know, smacking ass and things like that. Yes. That was a that was a bit much for me. You know, bit much. I was going to bring it up. More Luke. dominant than Zach Eady? There's no way. We looked at it. What last was the night. full what did he fully say? Let's lay the context here. What did uh, he, he say? said he said right now Trace Jackson Davis is the best player in college basketball. Nobody can figure him out. I still haven't been able to figure him out. Um and you know, he's more dominant at this moment than uh, Zach Eady. I said, Coach Whitler, you're either no you're either playing with him, which I hope you're not, or you're just mind game. It had to be mind game. Oh, we we which, had this conversation you know, last week. Pissed. Zach Eady is the most dominant big man in college basketball since I don't. I, I haven't seen Shaq. him in my own two eyes personally. Kevin, Kevin, we we had. I haven't seen. Kevin's Kevin not buying. Oh I don't God, get it. I don't bro. get this. Dude, Kevin is, is what eighteen last night? No, some. Dude, he must have. It, it's because Kevin is Mister. Like, if he doesn't translate to the yeah, NBA, guy's been NBA three years. Not NBA, years dude, he, now, now. Okay, you know, you my, my whole argument, and I'm not, and I'm not a Zach Eady hater. I mean, the guy put up 33 and 18 on on IU at IU yesterday. So I'm I'm very aware that the guy is dominating. Guys like him don't win. Like teams with just like one massive like just center on their team they but don't name win who at you the ju- level name who you were talking about won. name the people you were talking about jared solinger greg odin i said we're better college big men than and, Zach and, and i said zach Eady is another he's another isaac Haas. he's another you taco fall like massive <laughs> just big centers that play in college basketball <laughs> no. people figure them out People figure well, him out. We, it happens we were every single year. It'll happen again this year. That dude doesn't miss jump hooks. We're talking brother. about dominant. He doesn't miss jump hooks. Not Peyton has it figured out. The, game, the guts of the game is on the line. They come down. They run the little handoff. They get it to him in the post. Either give up a jump hook or a wide open three. Pick your poison. Yeah. We had talked about if if you're going to start to build a team right now that you said, like, I'm going to build this team to win the national championship, I'm taking as my center Trace Jackson Davis over Zach Eady. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Well, I'm, I, think it's a, my team, I think it's a system my thing. my team is going to beat your team. Kevin has a point there. It's a system thing. Yeah. And I think Purdue fits the perfect system. But with dominance, it's Zach Eady. If you take Zach Eady off of Purdue, 50 in the country. they are not good. But They're the not gravity, even top half of the Big Ten. But the way they have to play with him on the court, they, they become one-dimensional. They're Zach Eady or that. Right. That's The way their team is yeah. built is the feature guy like Zach Eady, where if he doesn't have it, they're going to lose. You saw against Maryland. Maryland was pretty effective in guarding him. Maryland kept the game close at their place. 
you're going to say Purdue's the number one team in the country. They got one of the best home crowds. They got the most dominant guy in college basketball. They limited him for the most part and stayed in the game, had opportunities to win if they could hit a three down the stretch. Like, there, there's other guys that I'm just saying that are centers in college basketball that I think if you're going to win and beat the best teams in the country, history has shown people like Zach Eady lose those games. Is It was my whole argument. So, yeah, I'm taking a Greg Oden. I'm taking a Jared Sollinger. For this year right now, I'm taking Trace Jackson. Yeah, no, just because his versatility was, and what he does on the court. Yeah, no, I agree. I agree with you. Like, at Purdue, at Purdue, like – uh, Edie only had twenty four and sixteen. <laughs> like you know, I agree with you. Yeah, he, he sucked. Say, he the, was, the thing he is right game. about Kevin. You're so brainwashed. It it fucking hurts. It's a different game. <laughs> the whole you, you've seen other guys. There's stats are stats are not the true teller of the whole game. Especially especially when as you talk about Purdue runs every single play down the court. Zach Edie gets a touch every single time down the court. For him to get twenty four and sixteen, he's seven foot two. Seven four. He can stand in the center of the paint. And, He's going to play 34, 36 minutes a game, stand in the center of the paint, being the biggest guy on the court. He better go get 10 rebounds. If they're going to run every play for him, he's going to touch the ball on the post. Every time down the court, he better go get your 15. So his, his stats are going to be inflated just because of his usage. But if you put uh, David Trace on Purdue, the point they that stink. is a good point is that like, it is a guards game. It's 2023. It is a guards it's, game. So there are guys that maybe fit that mold better. Sure. But I, like the fact that we're even having this conversation is like – evidence of how kind of special that guy is Kevin's right though like we think of Illinois when they had uh, Kofi and it's like Kofi was dominant but those guys would never win because but it's a guards game it's a guards game but I still think Zach Eady is much more dominant yeah I'm not saying they're gonna win the national championship because of Zach I mean it would if they did it would be because of Zach Eady but I don't disagree with that point. I'm just talking straight up dominance. Like, who would you rather have? Um, you know, who won the national championship last year? Kansas, and they had the who was the best player? player? I forget uh, uh, Christian Braun, uh, the guard, Abaji. Yeah, exactly. Abaji. Oh, try Okay, Abaji. so then the year yeah. the year previous, typically your best player is not a big. So I don't disagree with that. But in just straight up dominance. There's no way you can deny Zach Eady's not the most dominant player in the country and demands the most attention because you just said it. Highest usage rate maybe in the game. I th- but I think if you have a guy on your team that's seven foot three, he's gonna be dominant. Boban in the NBA, you put Bo- Boban plays ten minutes a game, he goes in the game, he he dominates for his ten minutes, but he's not a guy you play the over the whole course of a whole game. Yao Ming never won at a high level. Taco Fall has never won at a high level. Like all these guys are Kofi's like they're dominant while they're in the game because they're the biggest guy in the court, and you have to double them. They stand in the paint. They're immovable objects. Isaac Haas dominated the Big Ten for as long as he did. Yeah, those guys but are going to be dominant. They're the biggest. He's <laughs> they're more, the biggest guy in the court. They take up three. He's pieces. more dominant. He's a better player. Dominant. He he doesn't miss. He doesn't. Yeah, that's miss. what we're arguing. Yeah, like he, he can be a better. He can be a better player than them. The we'll go back. the The whole argument is I'm, I'm defending Willard's point is. And it seemed like Willard would be on the same page as myself in terms of if you were starting a team or to play in the Big Ten and you're building a team that would was built to last and built to win at a high level, I I'd get take the person a Trace Jackson Davis like, over 80. That's if you have guards who can you know boogie off yeah. the dribble, you have guys who can shoot. Like Purdue's built around Zach Eady. If you have a different mold, a different team composition, like Trace Jackson, he might be a better fit. Like yesterday, they were coming down off ball screen, just throwing Calvin Johnson, mm-hmm. Calvin Johnson yeah. bombs to the rim. He was going up over the top, grabbing it and dunking the ball. It was yeah. special. I, I get that point. Well, he wouldn't. 
Trace Trace could play in the SEC really easily, and he'd dominate in the SEC. Zach Eady could yeah. not play in the SEC. At least I don't like think. That. You know what I'm saying? Like just because it's so much more up and down, it's not a big man's league. That's I, so I see what you're saying, but what I'm I'm just talking pure dominance. I mean, he just is a he's he's. I got a dominant. question. Anyway, uh, I got a question. IU, you think about the IU game for us, rip. us versus IU. To me, there was one thing, like there was one reason I think that we won the game. It was a def- something defensively. We've talked about it before. I, I want to know what you guys think. What I'm talking about. I, I want to see if we're on the same page. What, what what is the one reason we won the game defensively? Thank you. Quarter court, the press. press. It was everything. Well, it was every. It was. Yeah, it's, it, it's dude, great. When when you press and you you make them start their offense so late for big men, it's just tougher. And then we did a really good job doubling. We doubled at the right angle. Like a lot of teams don't double correctly, where like they don't force him to the double. Like Willard instilled to these guys, hey, yeah. get on his right shoulder. The double's going to come from the backside, and just you know, just sit there. You don't have to reach. You don't have to do any of that type of stuff. I mean, and he still got his, but you know, it helped limit everything else that he could do. And then you know, we scored at at a decent clip in the first half, and we're able to get into the press and slow them down. Well, Andrew, I love what you said. I mean, we were texting about it during the game, just saying like how suffocating our defensive was, our defense was, how we loved their ball pressure. And you said like if you're playing at home with the crowd that Maryland was playing in front of, like it just compresses the court. Like the court just feels small. Maryland just with their ball pressure, their aggressiveness, their double teams. I mean, IU couldn't IU couldn't score the ball. Granted, they didn't shoot it well, but like Maryland, I was watching the game like this this defense. Well, part of why I think they didn't shoot Maryland the ball, especially the guards, is because like they were they were uncomfortable all game. Like Jalen Hood, Shafino is like a great player. He's probably gonna be a pro at some point. He was one for fourteen, I think, because he was uncomfortable. He was he was he was he had pressured from the tip the the jump ball to the end of the game. Like yeah, yeah. He, he's I I also here's here's the thing. Good. Here's the thing. If you start any season, the first thing any coach is going to tell you is we're going to play fast and we're going to pressure the ball. And so every coach, like their defensive philosophies, is we got to make them feel us. We got to make them feel us in terms of other teams. We have to make them uncomfortable. We have to dictate what they're doing. You can comfortably say, Maryland, no matter what, other teams are going to feel us defensively. We score the ball. We pick you up full court. Like right away, 35 second shot clock, 30 second shot clock. Like we're in your shit right from the start. We're in your shit in the half court. We're going to come W in the post. That's exact like we were talking about. They were effective against Zach Eady. I love that about this team that we've talked about at times, like their offensive struggles. Yeah. But defensively, we're so aggressive that it makes up for it. And it's, and it's a fun brand of basketball to watch. He rotates guys in and out. The guys that come off the bench do the yeah. same thing. We score the ball, and it's like everybody knows right away we're into our you press. We're picking also, up the ball full court. Dude, we do a pretty good job of not Nobody of else not in the Big Ten does too. that. Like, if you look at the Big Ten, nobody else in the league presses like that. Like, Iowa runs that 1-3-1 one, one sometimes. Mm-hmm. Uh, Purdue have, will have the point guard pick up full court. Nobody else is running, like, a get-up-in-your-shit 94 feet all game long in that league except for us. So it's, like, something different when you come to Maryland. It's like, oh, shit, like, we have to be ready to hand, handle the pressure because we're not going to see this the rest of the year. Just if you watch basketball between the conferences it's like big 10 is probably known to be boring it's the bigs you watch wisconsin they do the same things every year they don't really press they take the time get good possessions you watch sec they're putting up threes they're 
playing a little more wild. Same thing, same thing with ACC. But you see Maryland is kind of bringing their own flavor right now to the Big Ten. And it's different, and it's something you have to game plan for differently. And it's hard to game plan for. Yeah. It's hard to put your scout team members out there and go do Maryland's uh, one two two. Yeah. Uh, go do Maryland's full-court trap. It's like, well, we're not going to mimic um, what Maryland does. It's hard to yeah. do. And, and it, like, if we're pre- – <laughs> You go, <laughs> we we <laughs> I was gonna say if we were pressing full court in practice, who's bringing the ball up? You three, dude. You guys remember when I threw the threw the air pass and it hit the hit the bottom of the scoreboard? <laughs> Turgeon was like, what the hell and Turgeon said, that? "Okay, go grab water and we're done for the day." <laughs> dude, I I was trying to I was trying. I I had no conscience when it came to turnovers in practice, so I was like, "Fuck it, I'll just do anything." I threw a pass, tried to throw a full court pra- pass to beat the press. It slipped at the top, and I literally hit the Jumbotron that was 100 feet in the sky. And Turgeon literally said, everybody go grab water. And he, like, tapped me on the ass, and he was like, I want you to fake an injury and hit the locker room because you're, you're done. <laughs> I remember there was a time we were working on a one three one like a soft press, and it was similar. Like, if, if you're going against the press and you're on offense, like, the opposite, like, the long – a long pass across court is always going to be open. And so we were trying to work on it, and it was one of those things like Turgeon wanted you guys just to like play the game. Like, hey, throw the ball in, reverse sides of the court. I want to see like our press move. Like It's a soft press. We're just trying to take time off the clock. And Andrew, who was just like right away, like, I know, I know, I know how to beat this press. Right away, he'd like, he'd like catch the ball in bounds. He's telling like Josh Tomaich to go long, and he's just throwing like a dart, three-quarter court pass to the opposite three-point line. And it was like three times in a row that you just made one pass that beat our press. And I remember Terry just like literally looking at you like, Jesus Christ, Andrew, can you just reverse sides of the court? And he was like, Coach, I'm beating the press easy. This press sucks. Like, what do we do? I'm like, Swing what are ball, we doing? Man. I'm making one pass. And then you got shitty after the fact because Terry was like, Andrew, just play like – reverse it back and forth like play out there play the normal game and you was all like fuck all that it's <laughs> good that shit <laughs> i i i hated dude i hated like there were there were little times here and there that you guys would run some shitty little dinky press or your two three zone sucked or you guys couldn't be our <laughs> yes. two three zone dude and, and they would legitimately sit there and be like just just go easy on i'm like who the hell does that help like fuck that we're scoring every time and turgeon's yelling at me and shit i'm like dude if i'm out here getting buckets we're <laughs> fucked because i said fuck yeah like talk about talk about having your fullback beat the press single-handedly you, you kidding me was it was terrible. a fine line that was with like every drill that there was a fine line for you guys where it was like okay you wanted to make us work and you wanted us to like we wanted to work on things, but like if we sucked, you needed to exploit it. And it was like if we were doing a drill and one, you just like went one on one and scored easily. He was like, "God damn! Like pass the ball. We're working on stuff." It was like, "Okay, if we make four passes yeah, and then the you go one on one. It's okay." There was, well, dude, that Drew, was I think a tough it was part of being a walk on though is when we made shots, it was a legitimate bad thing. Like people were on the road at like Chase Center, like, we were playing like yeah, an NBA game. It was, it was like playoffs, and we was knocking shots down, and all the coaches were like, "Boo." <laughs> Well, that was the thing. He's like, he's like, okay, three stops in a row, and we're done with this drill. So it's like, you guys better not make one. You guys better not make one shot. I swear to God, bro. bro you remember one year we started cooking so much the whole season. They put a bubble on the, the rim season, during show. Yeah, there was like a week straight, week straight where it was like 
They would play. You guys play great defense. We do a step back three at the buzzer, swish. And then we get like an and one. And then all of a sudden, next week we come into practice, they're doing shell. The managers are running up with the ladder, putting a bubble on top of the rim. So every time we shot it, it can't go in. Bro, and then we get a. Re- bro, do yeah. you guys do you guys remember uh, when we were running motion offense? When when we were doing the drill, where if we made a turnover, a ball yeah. was getting put away, and if all the balls got put away, we had to run. Yeah. <laughs> do you remember exactly yeah. what I'm about yes. to talk about, Kevin? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. They were running motion offense where you hit the the uh, big at the elbow, and I I mean I knew it was coming, and I I sprinted through. <laughs> And it was the easiest seal of my life for a wide open layup. And I remember I got to half court and it hit me. I was like, oh, my God, I forgot we were doing that drill. And I like slowed down all the way just to, you know, I wanted to give myself a second to hopefully have the team not pissed off. I turned around and Kevin looked at me and he just goes, what the fuck are you doing? Like, are you an idiot? Like, why would you do that? Are you, are you the dumbest guy on the floor? And I just said, I was you like, to, I apologize to everybody. I was like, I'm so sorry, guys. That was, so that was also like full context. One of the few yeah. times Mello actually got mad at you. Because yes. people out there, like it was, we were just, we were turning the ball over way too much that year. So we would get into practice and, and there'd be 10 balls on the rack. And Turge was basically like, if we go through all these balls for this practice, we're getting on the line. Like in every single turnover is like, he'd take a ball, he'd kick it to the corner and grab a new ball off the rack. And so of course we're scrimmaging and we're sitting there whispering to each other like, we're not stealing the yeah. ball. Do not pressure me. <laughs> Do not get in passing lanes. Like everybody, just be solid. Make it look good. We're all on the same team here. Let's all figure out what we're doing. And then you had the practice heroes, and then you had the guys who, uh, you know, we're, we're trying to trying to get some tick, trying, trying to, play to increase your playing time. Just trying to play. Just trying to, you know, guys playing a little too hard. And uh, Mellow Trimble, like he, Mellow Trimble is very just even keeled. Mellow never showed too much emotion. He kind of like his care level is always just kind of like. He was he showed up, he did his thing, but that was, you know. Yeah. Mello was very even. He got that when Andrew stole that ball that day, it was just like the the look he gave him, sick. I'd never seen Mello give anyone in my sick. life. It was it was awkward. I felt uncomfortable. He's my roommate. He was sick. And he was sick to his stomach. I was sick to my stomach. I was cuz cuz like he said Kevin just made that comment of like the practice heroes. Like there nobody further from a practice hero than me. Like I did not do drills, I didn't get on the floor, <laughs> I didn't take charges. I was the guy that you know, I was drinking water on the sideline 90% of practice, and if the Gatorade to water percentage was a little off, you know, I was making the managers run because, you know, that's the only part of the practice I liked. Um, there's, but yeah, so, there's one no, more I was story. not a practice here. Yeah, I'm making me think of this. I'm not, I'm um, not we were getting ready to play Michigan State, and everybody knows how fast Michigan State likes to play. So there was one time we were scrimmaging, and um, Kev, when the red team scored, like if you guys scored, we didn't have to take the ball out out of bounds. Like, we could just grab and go. And I promise you, there was one time you guys scored. Andrew grabbed a ball. He didn't dribble. He just picked the ball up and started running. Started running. the court. And, it, and everybody, somebody was like, whoa, whoa, that's a travel. And it turned just like, nah, let him go. He was like, let him go. Yeah, Turge did not care. I put it under. I put it under my arm and started (laughs) running like a like a full. He was Derrick Henry running down the court. I just went and shot a layup. And Turge loved it. He loved it. He's like, that's how fast they're gonna play. That's Tum Tum right there. That's Tum Tum. That That just goes to show. That was so much fun. It just goes to show. It was like every drill that Turge would come up with, Andrew had to beat it somehow. It was like, how can I like? how can I beat it? wasn't even like he didn't cheat it, but I was like, how can I just beat this drill? Where it was like, Turge was like, 
Okay, Andrew, just like, you know, we're trying to work out. Let's just, oh let's just run God. the play. Can we just run the play, please? Oh, dude. Turgeon saw me That's at my best funny. and my worst. He's the man. <laughs> Fuck, he was so much fun to screw with. He was so much fun to screw with. It's like in the locker room when he was eating food and I came out of the shit. <laughs> just kidding. Uh, okay, listen to these stats. Listen to these stats, though. This is crazy. So let's dive into this real quick. IU Maryland at Maryland. Field goal percentage, 35% for uh, for IU, 34% for Maryland. Three-point percentage, 27% for IU, 22% for us. How crazy is that? I mean, dude, we were worse shooting in every area except for one, one area, and that was free throws. And guess what? We're at home. We're going to get a couple extra calls because the crowd's with us. But, I mean, that just kind of goes to show you that our defense, you know, works wonders, and we don't foul. We slow people down, and it helps. They had 12 turnovers to our five. So it was, you know. Don't look now, fellas. Yeah, no, it's, it's crazy. Kind of crazy, though, the, right? The home thing is crazy. And then last night, we finally kind of, like, took the lid off the rim on the road, got things going. Don't look now. Please don't. We're tied for third in the Big Ten. Like, we is getting, like, yeah. we, we got things going. We're, like, right in the hunt for a double bye. Um, you know, I think we're back like safely in the tournament conversation. There was we were like on the bubble a little bit, um, but I think we're safely in. Like we're kind of pushing up towards that like top quartet of the league. Like things get a little spooky here. Range, you know what I'm saying? I, dude, I I completely agree. So really, really fast. Uh, just to go over real fast, we beat the wow. we beat the living hell out of Minnesota. And two things that I loved seeing with it that leads us directly into the tournament play. We talked about it. You know, January and February, that's where you want to start start going a little bit. You want to start riding a momentum wave. First time in Maryland's history when they've been in the Big Ten that they won five straight games. Kevin and I were talking about that earlier today. You know, that's pretty that's pretty crazy. We never won five straight Big Ten games. Kevin and I looked at each other and we were like, Did did we suck? Like were we a bad team back then? Because that's that's a wild stat. And then secondly, biggest road win. It was either in Big Ten history, period, or it was biggest road conference win in Maryland's history. Also impressive. Yes. But guess what? It's February, and we're starting to trend super quickly in the right posi- right uh, trajectory to March. And you know that's the only time that you care about being great. Well, the great thing that we're seeing, and, and I'll go back to the IU game, we're finding ways to win when we're not shooting it well. And you know, the biggest difference in that game, you look at the stat sheet that tells the story, is, is free throw line. You know, we shot 29 free throws in that game. Um, you know, they, they were found a little bit more. We got that home court whistle. Um, but that was really the difference in the game, even when we weren't shooting it well. And I know they didn't either. Um, but another thing from that game, I just want to shout out because he deserves it. Dante Scott down the stretch, making big plays. You know, didn't shoot it well either. You could tell he started to hesitate a little on his three later in the game, but he was just relentless trying to get to the rim, get in the paint, make plays. Um, and those are kind of things that you would expect from him, especially as we're getting down the stretch here late in the Big Ten season. We have an opportunity at home to close out a really good team, a ranked team. And you know, he just made big plays, just got to his spots, um, you know, had big buckets first down the stretch where all we've talked about really is making big plays, Jameer Young. And for this game, a big one at home, it was really Dante for the most part. Well, and it kind of goes to show you, like we say it all the time, Kevin, you say it the most probably just because I feel like it's very NBA, is like get to your spot. 
You just get to your spot, good things will happen. Like, don't go outside your comfort zone, sit there, get to your spot, and let things come to you a little bit. And that's exactly what Dante did, and that's what Jameer's been doing the entire year. Also, you know who else is doing it is Julian Reese. And now he's starting to... Mm -hmm. Dude, if he starts firing... You you look at this team, and now you could probably say, right now we are, I think, locked into making the tournament. As long as we don't shit the bed. If we we take care of business where we take care of business at home. Exactly. And, you know, right now I think we're... Right around a Some, six. To I'm seven looking. Seat. I just actually maybe an eight. Mike DeCourcy, Fox Guide, Bracketology. I think it's on Friday. He has us right now, and I'm I'm actually a little bit surprised. We are a ten in his last projection. Ten playing Auburn in the first round. Texas is the two um, in the South region. That surprised me a little bit. I think just Big Ten, mm-hmm. like your schedule is going to be tough. You're playing so many quad one games. Like I think that we'd be a little bit higher than that. Um, that's, it's a tough range. Dude, it's also... I don't, there's, a, there's a thing about the Big Ten right now, too. Because of last year, I think, we had, I think we had 10 teams last year, and no, I mean, nobody played well. I think everybody was balanced by the, far, by the end of the first weekend. Or maybe Michigan. I think they made the Sweet 16. But it's one of those things. I think the Big Ten has a little bit of a, you know, of a bullseye on them. Like, hey, we give these guys a ton of respect. And they beat each other and beat on each other all year. But, you know, we haven't proved that we're that good. We've When's the last time we won a national championship? I think you know, it was, was it, it. It was Izzo in 2000? Or no, it was Maryland 2002. Yeah. It was Maryland, and they weren't even in the conference. It, they were it, in the ACC at the time. So, you know, I think I think that's why we get some of but these you know why? If you watch a Big Ten basketball sure, game and then you watch, like I was watching Kansas State versus Texas last night, and I'm thinking like, I don't know who in the Big Ten is beating either one of those teams. Like the way it's a different brand of basketball, it's a different style of basketball. It's just you can watch and you can kind of see why we don't have success in March. The way the Big Ten plays, it needs to it needs to change. Like we're lacking athleticism, we're lacking pace, we're lacking tempo, we're lacking um, kind of just shot making. You know what I'm saying? Like it's all very like systematic, slow it's- grind out wins type of basketball. And look at these other conferences, the Big Twelve guys are just hooping. Like, like they're just they're just playing. SEC. And you can tell like when it gets yes. into the guts of a game in March, who's gonna but win? These the guys are... who all year have just been like hooping. But the top well, three teams in the conference is Purdue, Rutgers, and Iowa. Yeah. If I had to choose games to watch, I am not turning on Iowa. <laughs> I'm not turning on Rutgers. But in terms, I'd rather watch the Kansas, Kansas States, and those those type of games. Um, but I think how it can change, I think Maryland's going to change it. I mean, I not even just because we went there and we're fans. Maryland's fun to watch. Dude, They've I, been fun. Like we said, the press, they fire things up. Coach Willard, he's fired up. I think those other coaches, are. you watch them, they're calm, composed, pretty boring like their teams. But I think it's fun. It's fun for us. Maryland's fun to watch. Uh, I think Big Penn's just so disciplined. It's such a big game that it's, that doesn't win you championships. Yeah, I think I think we're going to start seeing a lot of change too with NIL, in in that front where you know it'll be really tough. To, it's tough to get the athletes from the South. I mean, like the South produces better athletes. <clears throat> Football, it's just that's just the way it is. Alabama is going to have better athletes typically year in year out than you know the Purdue's and things like that. But when you start looking at you know Maryland and starting to recruit in the DMV area, then we're going to start getting the. Then you have to adjust. Because, you know, I think once, you know, 
once we get away from the big man league, which I think we're starting to trend in that direction a little bit, and we'll have to, I, I think that's I, I agree with you, Reese. I think Maryland will be the group that starts changing the uh, the complexion of you know where you get talent, who stays, who goes, stars. I think it's funny as we talked about we talked about these super conferences and how there's been a lot of change up in the last couple of years and there's going to continue to be change up. Like for me, the Big Twelve is the best conference and it's really not close. Uh, I know the SEC's got some got some people in it, but like the Big Ten, uh, we got teams joining the Big Ten. We got every school trying to join the the SEC. The Pac-12 might get weaker. The Big Twelve's got no money. No one ever watched those games. Like the Big Twelve has six seven teams that are just that are tough that like they could win six seven teams I, I think if if they came over to the big 10 would be would be one or two or three in the big 10 um so just kind of ironic how things like that shape out because i mean last night I, I was i was watching iowa state they played and they beat the brakes off of kansas at home and here's watching the game you're like man if, if kansas just beat the brakes off of kansas state at home and like if kansas came over to the big 10 like yeah. Maybe the only team that could beat him is is Purdue, um, yeah. Just because of Zach yeah. Eady, yeah. uh, but it's there just it it's funny. Like the the Big Twelve is. I said I don't want to see any of those teams. This is, like, this is my that. hot take. February fifth, twenty twenty three. Travis Bauman. Um, I think the Big Twelve is getting two in the Final Four. Like I th- I think that league is that good. If you think like Baylor, Texas, yeah. Kansas State, Kansas, Iowa State. I'm sure I'm missing somebody. TCU. Um, I think they'll get. I think I wouldn't be surprised to see them get two in the final four. Like that league is just deep, dude. Could you, could, could you imagine like, Travis? You and I talk about this almost like weekly or daily at this point. Baylor, those guards, bro. If Baylor was in the Big Ten with those guards. Like I'm They're sorry, the but they are running the through our conference. I, I, like Jameer, Jameer. Young is one of the best guards in the Big Ten, period. Probably one of the best guards in the country as Better well. Better than him. Better There's than him. three of them on Baylor. He'd be Baylor. the fourth best guard Three on Jameer team. Youngs on Baylor. And, he, and he's, he's like, maybe an all-first team Big Ten it, guy. Yeah. He would be the fourth best guard on Baylor's team. And that's no slight to him at all. We know how good he is, but that's how good ba- – and they're what, fourth in that exactly. league? You know what I'm saying? Exactly. Maybe even worse because they started out so slow. So I, I agree. I, I think – I think the style of play, I think the referees need to get better. I think the block charge call is getting out of control, and I think it's the worst in the Big Ten. I watch a ton of basketball. I think it's the worst in the Big Ten, period. So um, I think the refs need to change a little bit, too, because our play style and the way that they you know, call games, it doesn't translate into the tournament. Um, so you know, I, I think there's a ton of fronts that need to be adjusted. Uh, and yeah. That's that's what I got. Anybody else got anything? The ACC sucks. sucks. The ACC sucks. ACC. Y'all know like who's that one Duke, and two? That one Duke and two in the game yesterday. Dude, they suck. Clemson and Pitt. What? That's bad. What do you guys? I was thinking about this over the weekend. What do you guys think about? Uh, what do you guys think about like Maryland having Duke as a huge I, rival? Like. Because I was thinking, who's Maryland's rival? Like, it's rivalry. I think... Like, what do you guys think about that? I think that, like, when I was a kid, I've been a Maryland fast. fan since 03. Yeah. My dad grew up, you know, he's a track coach. I have been grew up on a program. Like, when I was growing up, Duke was, like, everything. Like, arch, utter nemesis. We wanted... We hated those guys. I heard some nasty, 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 vile things said at Xfinity Center out those guys. 
I think like you guys are saying, like we're so far removed from that at this point that like it's it's just not the same. And I don't like who who is our rival. If like you had yeah. to ask, who is our rival? Who, who do we get as a rival? Like you can't create Penn a rivalry. State. A rivalry is a hundred years. You know, yeah. it's not Michigan. Jeez. I mean, you don't want it. Penn to be State Penn basketball. State. Penn State doesn't get. Yeah, I mean, Penn State. <laughs> Football wise, they're our daddy. Basketball wise, no one cares enough at Penn exactly. State yeah. for us to have a rival. So like Penn State, like, not really Virginia, really isn't. Dude, we don't like have a it's kind of, the Penn State. Penn State basketball is very similar to like uh, like that really calm guy that like if you like shit on the really calm guy and he's just like eh, I don't care. You know what I'm saying? It's like what what does Maryland say to Penn State? Kev, you just said it. Penn State beats the shit out of us in football. We care about football too. But then basketball, they're like, enjoy. We don't give a shit. Enjoy. So you can't be a rival yeah, like, with that cool. guy. You know what I mean? Like, you got to right. have them care, too. It's like Purdue IU. They hate each other and everything. I, I just don't know how we get to that point. Because that would provide a lot more excitement. There's a lead up to it. You know, you, you prepare for that person every game of every year. It's just, I don't know how we get well, back that's to why. That. That's why everyone was so up in arms when we mo- when we came over to the Big Ten. Yeah. Uh, you know, our yeah. first couple of years there, that was three, four years removed from the ACC. I still have people to this day, but mostly people in college that still thought we were in the ACC. They're asking me, like, hey, like, when you guys play Duke or UNC? <laughs> like, my guy, we got Rutgers next week. I don't know what that you're sucks. talking about. Say that out loud. We're at but the rack, man. I think we're, we're at the yeah, rack. How's Carolina? Oh, no, yeah, we were at the rack. <laughs> Rutgers, Nick. Yeah. yeah, we're at the rack. But it's. I think that's why people were so pissed, you know, the, the old, the true Maryland fans, because they're just like, you're – all those rivalries that took years and years and years to build and all the legendary coaches that went against each other, you lose all that. And so now Maryland enters a conference where there's already all these rivalries that are already established. Like, we can we can hate Michigan State as, as much as we want. Like, it'll never be a bigger game than Michigan State-Michigan, just like Purdue-IU. Like, our closest our closest school to us is, is Rutgers. So it's like or, – or Penn State, but we just talked about Penn – like – Maryland and Rutgers, like what we talked about, I think a couple weeks ago. Nobody's worried about Rutgers, bro. We're going into Rutgers. We're like we're expecting to win that yeah. game, and uh, that's not like that's not a rivalry. I don't disagree. I think we need to get get one, but I, I just how do you find one? You can't. They don't just come to you. They're built over a hundred years. So, uh, right. okay, real fast, toughest gym in the Big Ten. You think I, to uh, to win at? Kev. I didn't play at IU when they had a good crowd. Um, I thought Michigan State was tough to win at. Reese, Michigan, Michigan State, just because I think they're consistent. Michigan State, just because they're consistently better, and it's Tom Izzo along with the gym. But when you go to IU, I mean, those guys are okay. The gym's insane. The fans are great, but the team's okay. But Michigan State, you're going against Tom Izzo, those guys, and with Michigan State, it was actually during the the kids weren't there. It was January. Students weren't there. They filled. The student section, it was old That's people electric. wearing Izzo's own shirts. I'm like, this is nuts. I had an old guy tell me I suck. I'm like, bro, you're 55. You don't even go here. Like, what are <laughs> yeah, you, doing? You, don't even, but, you don't even go here. But, but they love Izzo and the team so much that they sold out whether, like our student section's weak when the students are gone. But Michigan State somehow fills it with old people. It's insane. Guess, uh, guess who we got Tuesday. Let's just look ahead real quick. Scout and report. Guess who we got Tuesday? Yeah, those boys. Michigan those boys. State. At Michigan State. It's going to be a hell of a game. ESPN 2, 9 p.m. Um, 
And then following that, we got uh, the kid that doesn't care, Penn State at Maryland. So uh, we've got a massive week ahead of us. We are fired up. Terps are probably the hottest team uh, in the Big Ten at the moment, besides maybe in Indiana or something like that. Uh, big thing I've learned from the weekend, Maryland's only undefeated team at home in the Big Ten right now. So if you're listening to this and you're a Maryland fan, you're a Maryland student, keep firing it to the game. It does make a difference. Like It 100% makes a difference. So uh, get going. Start, uh, start drinking the Zelko a little bit earlier uh, this upcoming week, and let's fire it up. Michigan State, 9 p.m. on the 7th. Maryland at the crib uh, on the 11th. We're fired up. We're excited. Uh, anybody got anything on that? We'll, we'll save we tune uh, it out? one thing we liked and didn't like. We'll save that for next week. So really, really, really think hard this week about what Absolutely. you guys are liking and not liking because it's going to be double trouble next week. Yeah, I got one thing I like, though. Save it for next week. Say it. You got now. We'll save it. We'll save it. We'll save it. No, you got to say it. Mr. Yeah, Mr. I love that little piece of people. You. Keep the people waiting. <laughs> <laughs> I, I love horrible. it. I, just, just you guys better tune people in. are going to be tense now the rest of the week. Better, I can't wait for you to. In. Yeah, you better, you better tune in to hear Reese. Oh, oh wow, it it's was crazy. that. That's crazy. crazy. I know crazy. exactly I'm what he's talking up. about too. We're excited. <laughs> We're fired up. All right, that's another episode of uh, Old Terps Podcast. We're excited. We're fired up. Tune in next week. Uh, we'll go through Michigan State, Penn State, and uh, you know, crush the week. Watch Kevin tonight play at New Orleans. He's going to fire it up. Shout out to us. Peace, everybody. Beyond the Big Ten is a network of podcasts that aims to be your go-to resource for all things Big Ten. We cover the entire conference with shows hosted by ex-players and athletic alumni, aiming to be your go-to source of information and entertainment for your favorite team. Hosted by ex-Big Ten players, media, and insiders, our podcasts are focused on giving diehard fans and those alums an inside scoop about the teams and people that make the Big Ten Conference one of the most watched and most talked about conferences in sports. We're excited to talk Big Ten basketball with you wherever you may be. Subscribe now.